I want to be, I want to be. The radio crackled wheezily. I want to be back home in Dixie, where the children play in the... There was a clatter, a succession of short, sharp reports, then a study buzz through which, across twelve hundred miles of water to a bungalow in the French West Indies, droned faintly the accents relayed from station XYZ New York. These mountains, muttered Maitland. From his long wicker chair he eyed the instrument with disfavour. He had been a fool to get the thing. Two thousand francs. You could buy a hundred litres of rum with that. Radio. You couldn't expect to get decent results in a place like Santa Marta. Mountains, electricity, typhoons, volcanoes. You thought you had got to something, then found you hadn't. Teasing. That's what it was. Teasing. The mahogany box crackled like a damp Catherine wheel. There was a moment of clear-struck chords. Then once again the atmospheric confusion tautened. It's no use, he said, and leant over to the switch. He was a large man, clumsy, broad-shouldered, heavy-bellied, his joints stiffened by malaria and middle age. The exertion brought a film of moisture to his forehead. That gathering above his temple ran a thin thread of sweat past a cauliflower ear, over-lined and sunburnt cheeks, into the dark stubble of an unshaved chin. A fretful frown pouted his loose-lipped mouth as he settled himself back into the creaking wicker chair. "'Josephine!' he called out. "'Josephine!' Bare feet moved soundlessly along the bare boards of the veranda. A tall negress stood beside him. With straight back and high-held head, she was handsome after the fashion of French West Indians, picturesque in the traditional native costume of Santa Marta long, loose skirt hanging to the ankles, handkerchief twisted in the hair, madras knotted about the shoulders, pendants hanging from the ears. Her eyes were fine, her smile wide and friendly. "'You can take that away,' he said, pointing to the coffee cup, the crumpled crust, the rind of pawpaw that were the relics of his breakfast. "'Hot water? I fetch?' "'Yes. No. Well—' He hesitated. He ought to shave. He hadn't shaved yesterday. An Englishman should shave every day. That was the first thing they had told him when he came out to Trinidad. Shave every day. Dinner jacket in the evening. Otherwise the natives would not respect you. Otherwise you would go to bits. If you relaxed an inch in the tropics, you might as well relax a mile. They had told him that, and he had believed them. He had shaved every day, worn a stiff shirt for dinner changed his collars three or four times a night at those interminable dances at the Queen's Park. A Paka Saib, but that was in Trinidad. This was Santa Marta. The French didn't bother about those things, or rather, they didn't bother about his doing them. Mad Englishmen, they thought, and left it there. He ought to shave. But since he'd missed one day, he might as well miss two. Sheep as a lamb, it was grand the way his hair would come off tomorrow. There were few things quite so satisfying as the shaving of a third day's growth. The way it crunched, you felt new-made afterwards. His mouth watered at the prospect. How he would enjoy his shave tomorrow. Much better to wait. Besides, there was his work. Looking into the main room of his bungalow, he was appalled at its accumulation. A whole shelf was lined with squat grey bags,
The calendar upon which he recorded his analysis hung from its rusty nail, rebukingly. January 1929. It was February now, and not a date red-inked since the 11th, over three weeks since he had done any solid work, and all the time little Humper Hempel over at Quatre Isles was drilling in the heat, silting out the mud, sending exhibits, querulous to know how soon he could sink a serious shaft, what chance there was of finding oil, what danger there was of his having to call the thing a day and go back to Trinidad. Maitland had never known the Humper so anxious about anything before, nor any other driller for that matter. Oil drillers tended to be philosophic, taking life as it came, since it came to the same thing, more or less, whether they were drilling in California, Oklahoma, or the Caribbean. The humper must have got himself mixed up with some girl or other. He usually had. It was by the speed and frequency of his adventures that he had earned his nickname. But his conquests were usually as casual as they were complete. If he was serious now, it would be for the first time. Pensively, Maitland eyed the row of bags. He would be glad to put the little man out of his anxiety, and it might well be that one of those bags held the answer. It might.